Yo, what up, fam? Welcome to the YTF Podcast with me, Stephen Brogan. Quick little intro for this episode. This episode will be featuring my good friend, Miguel Arcega, from me, myself, and Miguel, the podcast. Uh, fun convo, guys. Enjoy. A lot of, lot, just, just enjoy. Wanted to go welcome you in. Welcome. You comfortable? You quarantined? I'm dating this podcast by mentioning the quarantine now. <laughs> All right, fading out. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so I have officially started recording, my friend. Me as well. All right, so we are locked. We are hot. I don't know. This could honestly go just on both our podcasts. Yeah. I don't know about you. I hope that your listeners came over to mine and mine went to yours for like that part one, part two, and three. I, I saw an influx for sure. Um, I don't have too many listeners, but it's all good. Um, no, that's how you start. <laughs> that's how you start. Yeah. I like I like the anchor app. Not to plug in anchor some more, but no, it's cool. Dude, I like that it shows you freaking like who. Uh, Who's like, uh, yeah, and I like all the little dats, uh, data stuff. Um, I was checking it on my phone, and when I was listening to you talk about it, uh, I didn't know you could check more details. I was like down to the city, so I went on the desktop and I was checking it out. I was like, oh, damn, this is kind of cool. I have a listener in Ireland, it's like, who the hell knows me in Ireland? I guess a random effing person was like, hey. was like, oh. T- Top of the morning. I was English, but they were like, "Oh, even myself and Miguel." Yeah, it's the UK. <laughs> Whatever, it's somewhere there, right? Oh, it's something exotic. Something exotic, dude. Can you imagine going to Europe and they see us and they're like, "Oh, you're exotic." You're like, exotic. Yeah. And they're like, "Look at this cute Mexican guy speaking his Mexican Spanish." <laughs> Not even Mexican Spanish. Mexican American. Mexican American. Yeah. Of all things. Yep. All right, man. So. uh we're gonna talk Westworld. We're gonna talk first, I think, about what? quarantine. I think you've been wanting to talk about that for a while and the effects of, and I think that could lead us into Westworld because of the spare time. But I, we touched on it last time and didn't really get to full details. But how are you feeling through quarantine? Because I'm interested because I've been working, obviously. Oh, you know, I've been I- working, my wife's been working, so we haven't had that full quarantine experience. And all I hear is just kind of, you know, people, what, whatever they post. So I want to hear from you exactly. I mean, you're home, home, right? You're out of work for this whole week. I, yeah, I'm, I'm furloughed from work. Yeah. So they're like paying me and stuff until like, I think this week. Right. So, but I'm, 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 I'm thankfully on unemployment, dude. I'm chilling yeah. just so I can go back to work. Yeah. But dude, I've been trying to keep my, here's the thing. Like I'm a homebody as it is. Right, right, right. One, I'm a homebody. Two, I, I've been taking this time to, I don't know, be okay with being with myself. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if people aren't okay with that. Uh-huh. And that maybe that's why they get stir crazy. Maybe they try to, you know, distract themselves with material. I don't know. But like, I like, I, I, I want to be completely content just sitting by myself somewhere. Yeah. Breathing, chilling, and being able to like, if like I'm in trouble, figuring out how to get out of it. If I'm safe, just enjoy it. Right. And like right now, bro, I mean... I mean, I'm safe. I got nothing. I got my Costco card still. <laughs> I 
Yeah. Yeah. Card still. I got. I got my dog still. I got my girl still. I got my video games, bro. So it's dude, like you're good, right? Messing it up with Luigi's Mansion Three. <laughs> it's on the GameCube. Dude, on the Switch, bro. It's on the Switch. Oh wow. I'm oh, so far oh. behind on any type of video game. So forgive me. I used to love video games before all of this, obviously, before my kids. But uh, I'm starting to retouch on that. So. What did you play back in the day? Back in the day, man, I was big on. I mean, my first game was Pokemon Yellow version, and I did not have a Game Boy. I had a Nintendo 64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Nintendo 64, and this is the time when uh, Pokemon Stadium came out with the attachment to the controller where you could put in the cartridge. So, yeah. so I got, I got this, the stadium, uh, the what is it, the um, Pokemon Stadium. Made them buy me the attachment. Made me buy them the the Pokemon this Yellow. This is my first video game, and I was playing it on my TV. So I was playing Game Boy game on my TV, and then I remember my friend letting me borrow um, his Game Boy and GTA on the Game Boy, <laughs> like the aerial view. I remember, yeah, yeah, the top down view. You get into the cars and just drive around. It's pretty cool. Um, and then from there, I came over here and I got my xbox 360 no before the 360 just the xbox so i was playing the xbox then we got into the ps2 um battlefront one and two the originals were like all my like downtown favorites um did you ever play uh are you into the star wars games the star like battlefront yeah Yeah, like even before that like did you play did you ever play obi-wan on the xbox no oh my god that was such a good game it was like it's like it was um you played obi-wan obviously and it was like first person but back in the day that time like the the graphics were so amazingly cool like you would walk past the wall with the lightsaber and the, the it would leave the etchings kind of ish i mean i look back at gameplay and it's just like random marks that you didn't really do you know but it was amazing it was details it was like details that. like that Certain games, the, the the lightsaber might just phase through the wall. Right, you know? right. Yeah. You like the realistic, like yeah, if this lightsaber touches the wall, it's gonna scorch the wall. Yeah, exactly. Realistic, yeah. That one, uh, Call of Duty, um, World at War. I played forever with Wait, my buddy. Zombies. Which one? Zombies? Uh, yeah, yeah. We played zombies, uh, but mostly the the uh, storyline. We loved playing the storyline. So we would make it a thing. Like I would hook up with my buddy Eric. And, uh, you know, shout out, Eric, shout out, Eric, uh, grab like, you know, box of pizza and like freaking monsters or whatever, and just play the whole storyline and just try to do it in one night kind of thing. Your, your parents ever take you to Blockbuster to rent a game all the time, man, all the time. But at that point it was still the Nintendo 64. So I was borrowing games. Like, do you remember Earthworm Jim? Heck yeah. I remember Earthworm Jim. Playing Earthworm Jim, the, uh, Gecko, the Gekex, is it Gekex? He was like a Gecko 007 character guy. I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret Agent little Gecko thing. Yeah, and then um, the other top favorite that I used to rent all the time was uh, Surge's Toy Soldiers or Army Soldiers or something like that. It's like green little men, the the little green army men, and then you would go do missions. You'd go shoot down the the yellow ones or whatever. Wait, dude, I remember playing a game yeah, like Yeah, yeah, man. That's a classic. Cracking some stuff up. Um, dude, a game for me. So, speaking of renting games in Blockbuster, yeah. my mom once took me and my friend Ian. My friend Ian, I thought it was so bad. And I always remember this weird smell at his house. And I was like, why does... 
how does Ian's house smell funky, you know? And then as I grew up, I realized, oh, it was pot. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so like, he had like an uncle who smoked, because he had an uncle, and I was like, oh, he smoked pot, cool, whatever. Yeah. Ian, like, had all the dopest games. But one day, um, me and my mom went to a Blockbuster with Ian, and she was like, yeah, go pick a game. And we looked at it, we found Medal of Honor Frontline, bro. Oh, jeez, yeah. And my mom, luckily, my mom normally wouldn't get, she wouldn't get me that. My mom once got me Xbox, no, sorry, she once got me X-Men Apocalypse. It was this fighter, this like arcade fighter X-Men game for the Game Boy Color. Huh. It wasn't the best game. Huh. My mom got it for me, and she was super scared about me getting too violent with it. <laughs> but she was super sketchy about me getting me an army game, but I was yeah. like, yeah, this is the stuff he plays. <laughs> Man, I want to be cool, but dude, that game was like, it's not like Call of Duty games nowadays, dude. No, not at all. Like now they're all about multiplayer. Back in the day, man, like you said, story. Yeah, it was all about the campaign. Dude, all Metal about the story. I think Frontline, hold up. Medal of Honor Frontline, I think it was about World, World War Two. Yeah, I hold think up. so. Oh, you want to say hi? Hi, hey, darling. Uh, sure. Hi. Say hi, Kalia. Kalia. Hi, I'm Steven. You're on the show. Hi. She's not saying anything right now, but she's really cute, guys. <laughs> she's really cute. So in case Miguel ever said his kids, are cute, oh, no. we're like, ah, oh, he's just being biased. They're his kids, you know. <laughs> nah, 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 you got a second pair of eyes here saying, nah, nah. Hey, Kalia, look at me. Kalia. Look over there. Kalia. Hi. So she can't hear you, I guess. I got these headphones. Oh, she on. can't hear me. That's right. <laughs> well, little cutie, go, go take a nap. Go play. Bother yeah. your dad for more. <sighs> Make an interesting podcast. There you go. Uh, uh, Metal Arms was published. Blah, blah. What is it about? What is it about? What is it about? The characters of Lieutenant Jimmy Patterson from the American OSS. What is the timeline for it, dude? But just ah, oh, the guns are so good, dude. Uh, genre game of no not game like plot dude plot or are we did you ever play on did you ever have the uh, what was it on Xbox 360 what was on the Xbox 360 what uh, it was called uh, Armed and Dangerous it oh, was a that? like oh give me one second one second okay so it was German U-Boats DJ backed up by other okay okay what is it? Um, Sorry, like, I just got the information. It was World War II. There you dude. go. Sorry, middle one front line. Just my mind. You're like in like the like you're coming off the boats. Like like do you know the battle of I think it's the battle Normandy? of Normandy. Yeah. Bro. The beaches. Like yeah. can you imagine? Yeah. Being there. Not at all. <laughs> People being like just shot down like did mode. You, did you down. see the Did you see the new movie 1917? Holy poop, what a movie, bro. What a great movie. Yeah, it was amazing. It was really good. The I mean, whole... I mean, besides... I didn't even... Okay, so I went in blind not knowing, like, how spectacular it was going to be. Should we just say spoiler alert right now? Should we just say straight oh, up? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's history. It happened. If you didn't watch the movie, I mean, it's it's in, it's in writing. <laughs> you don't know. We won, okay? <laughs> we won. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, so, 1917... World War Two, right? Obviously, I'm not. I'm not that big of a history. No, guy. no, 1917. 1917's World War One. World War One. You see, there I go. Um, and this is we were fighting the Nazis, right? The Germans. No. Germans. No, no, no. I'm and all off. 
No, World War Two was Nazis. World War Two was we were fighting. Who was it? It was like oh, it was like the oh, hold. We gotta check. We gotta take our. We got no. Now we gotta check. I'm gonna check. Fact no, no, check. we are. Check. We are not. I'm gonna do the checking for us. <laughs> 1917. Because I'm gonna do. The, I'm gonna do the research for us. Because I want people to call us. You know, dipshits. Because we don't know what we're talking about, guys. We gotta. And guess what? Straight. I'm not a historian. Miguel is not a historian. By okay. far. By far. So let's see. Uh, 1917, 2019 epic war film. Uh, it stars these guys. Project 1917 UK. Blah, blah, blah. What is the, the the plot? Let's see. Okay, on on 6th of April 1917, aerial reconnaissance has observed that the German German army, which works, we, they were fighting the Germans still, still yeah. fighting the Germans, okay. which has pulled back from a sector of the Western Front in northern France, is not in retreat, but has made a strategic withdrawal in the New Hindenburg Line, where British soldiers Lance Corporal William Schofield, a veteran of the Somme, and Tom Blake are ordered by General Emron to carry a message to Colonel McKenzie. So this is crazy. So it just starts off with these two guys, these two British soldiers sitting so now out. Let's, so now let's say it in English. The Germans are pulling back. They set up a trap. The U.S. blindly, this is before times of, of cell phones where you can just send a text and be like, hey, they're still there kind of thing, right? And these two guys are sent to tell the front guys that it's a trap. They're not retreating so that they're not hey. all slaughtered. All right, continue. The Brits are about to charge in and say, you know what? The Germans are retreating. We're going to we're gonna take them out. But no, nah, man, Germans are just being sneaky little bitches. Yep. They're being sneaky, okay? They're being smart. Not yep. going to lie, it's a pretty brilliant move. Yeah. If we're talking battle strategies here, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay. At the time, for the time, yeah. Now it's like, well, it's obvious, but yeah, at the time, that was that was the move. So then they had to get these two guys who are just sitting at a tree. Guys are just like, and it was so beautiful, dude. This movie, what had me going with this movie was just aesthetically. Oh my god. Everything was just to the cue. Like I believe that these were two. British soldiers in 1917 from their like water canisters. Yeah. So they're like giant back. It looks so heavy and cumbersome. Dude. Yo, it, it, you, I was almost tired watching like this poor guy. And and what was it? They had to walk like was it five miles or something like that? Seven miles? It was like nothing. It's like nothing. It's you can walk that. I mean, a few hours. But I mean, you then you watch the movie. And it's like all the shit he had to go through. So it was crazy. For, for those that don't know. 1917 was shot in a way that it, 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 it's, it's told in a way narratively that it's shot in real time. So there's like, there's barely any cuts in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it was very it, seamless. It, it feels like one long, like that take in the beginning from the tree oh to the God. to the general to get the orders. Yeah. I was like, okay, I see what this movie's all about. This is intense. Okay. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're literally standing there with the guy watching all this go down like you're a third person character or a third character not third person but um and my what was your favorite scene in the movie uh one sticks out out, the one that sticks out is um uh when 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 the when the guy dies the younger brother younger brother yeah oh that was pretty heartbreaking I just, I thought, I saw him as the, I don't know, because he was going to his brother, I thought he was going to make it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see him dying. No, me either. I didn't either. I mean, I, I felt like it was, like, an easy way out, kind of on the storyline, you know, but I didn't expect it. They played it too well, where, like, nah, he still has a lot of development to do. 
this movie and the hero of this movie I, I didn't expect him to to be as tough. I don't even know if courageous is enough to say you know like but right. just walking through that beach bro Oh my god. And the option also, after he joins up with that second battalion, of actually saying, yeah, I need to continue my mission and I need to get off here by myself and carry on. Like, he could have just easily been like, you know, guys, I'll stick with you guys. With another battalion. Yeah. She met up with another group of soldiers. She could have gone yeah. and said, forget it and let all those. It was like, how many, like, thousand soldiers or something? Yeah, thousands. Like, they were going to all go and just get slaughtered. He was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to go. Yeah. Miguel. Miguel. Yes. I don't know. I love talking about this movie. I love it. <laughs> I love movies. And I, and I love talking about and I love talking about like Westworld. Yeah, yeah, man. So I, but Miguel, I sir. watched something. Oh yeah, what were you watching? Get your pen out. Because I watched something. Okay. That's me getting my pen out. <laughs> oh, gotcha. That got you. So, bro, it's that YouTube thing. Okay, so all the movies we watch, bro, what have I told you? All the movies we watch, it's all to condition us, to get us ready for something, or just oh, to condition man. You us. See, you've been watching too much Westworld. Dude! <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. Something just to keep us. What if Westworld is like the. Oh, dude, you have to just watch certain things, dude. Oh, dude, this is, I wish I had you in front of me. Oh, hold up. No. <laughs> I know we can do Miguel. Sabes que estamos en en el mundo de cómo se llama cómo se llama en el mundo de de ahora. How do I share my screen with you, bro? Shoot. Oh, can you do that? Uh, I, dude, oh, here you go. Share screen. Uh, to grant permissions. Okay, go. Okay, yeah. Hold up. Guys, up. we are on. Uh, we're trying a new way of recording. Everyone's this, learning. So... No, no, everyone's learning. <laughs> We're doing it live, all right, We're doing everyone? it live. Where's Jamie? Dude, Jamie's working on it right now. He, uh... Slack ass. Come on, Dude, Jamie. No. What do we pay you for? But uh, as we're figuring this out, we'll talk about other stuff. But, dude, I just... I don't know. I'm feeling a little too, uh... A little too conditioned here. A little too comfortable. Huh. Have you seen... Oh. Speaking of, of movies that, like, made you feel a certain way or things a certain way... Did you... What... Did you see The Joker? Yes. What did you think of that? Dude, that was so hard to watch because it was so right? well done. Right? Did, did you not walk out of there just feeling so bad for this guy? And, and kind of like... And I'm a big Batman fan. So I'm kind of like, man, poor Joker, man. He's got some issues. <laughs> poor guy. No, but that's the thing, though. Like, I, I, I felt anxious the whole movie. Like, this movie is... The medium, the subject matter that it was used to stand on, you know, I, the Joker, yeah, is something from a comic book. But the story they were trying to tell was just about a person. Yep. A lot that a lot of people go through this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And not knowing, and not knowing that was the main thing is like you don't know how people can be. Like you don't know what they're going through, and to like you see certain things and you're like, you you kind of bat an eye or even like wonder what the hell is wrong with that person like and you jokingly say they must be crazy and it's like they have a condition and and sometimes they don't have that help and it's just so it was so frustrating and uh oh jeez do it oh there i am 
Wait, can you see my screen? I can see me. Yeah, I'm watching the screen. Alright, cool. There you go. Alright, check it out, man. Okay. So, I'm gonna take you on the YouTubes, okay? Everyone, you're not gonna see anything, so we're just gonna describe what's going on, alright? I don't I don't even know if I should show you this, we just watch Westworld. Should we talk about Westworld or this? I don't Ooh, know. Maybe we save this for the next one. Let's let's catch up on Westworld. We'll talk about this later. Okay. Maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch. Yeah, send me the link to this. I'll watch it, and then we can we can uh, analyze. I God, dude, can you hear my computer breathing right now? No. It is like stop sharing. Stop freaking out, computer. Jesus. All right. So. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh no! What happened? Oh my goodness! Come here. I think I might have to pause. Some Westworld now. We're gonna talk about some Westworld. So, I'm sorry, I, I get really, I get really off topic sometimes, man. I can go off on tangents. You gotta keep me in check sometimes. Well, see, that's the problem. Is is I think you and I are very alike, and uh, we carry on with the tangents. So, so, so back you to track. Just yes, me. <laughs> One second. Let me close this door. Sneaky son of a. I was trying to tell him to take yeah, charge. So, you know. So a, you mentioned it. Westworld in one of your earlier podcasts and uh you highly recommended it so i took you on and i've I've watched it and i've been watching it since friday i think and i'm like almost done with the first season uh i think i'm like two episodes shy and uh it's it's a good show it's a good show i've been i've been trying to find a reason not to watch it because i'm i don't know i it's really hard for me to like a show because there's a lot of things where I'm like, it's wasting my time. It's like, okay. this is going the normal route that I expect it to go. It's not different. And so far, this has not been one of those shows. So this is why I've been watching it. Um, it's really good. It's got a lot of good twists. It's written very well. When you think it's going to go one way, it kind of gets you a different way. Uh, uh, it's Yeah, it's very good. I think I told you, I thought it was like, I Robot meets The Giver meets um, uh, what else did I say? Jurassic Park meets um, all these like crazy intellectual. It makes you think about life and reality. Oh, and The Matrix. Uh, it, it's it's so good. Imagine that. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, so, you don't even know what's so, happening right now. So dude. spoiler alert. I yeah, for you guys that have not watched it. I, I even recommend to go watch it. Go peep it out. If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about certain details. At least season one. one. Yeah, we'll talk to season one. We'll leave out the last couple episodes that I haven't watched, but I'll I'll mention it. So I'm at the point where uh, I think the previous episode towards the end reveals that, and I'm so bad at the names. What's the 
Robert? Bro, I have the list of episodes right now. Oh, perfect. So you tell me. So I'm on I'm on uh, eight, but it's Robert. You you realize Robert is one of Anthony them. Hopkins character, right? Yes, Anthony. No, First no, not Robert. Not Anthony Roberts. I'm sorry. Uh, Ro- that's Richard. Him. Sorry, Richard. Okay, Richard. Richard. You find out Richard is a host, basically. Wait, no. Wait, wait. Are you talking about, are you talking about the black guy? Oh, wait, that's Bernard. Bernard. I'm sorry, Bernard. So sorry. Yes, you find out Bernard's a host. Bernard's a host, which I did not see coming. I thought he was going to be, like, in search of it for his family's sake. And now we come to realize he's just obsessed with it as the rest of the hosts are. It's just his backstory. Like, he's so obsessed. Those are his cornerstones. Those are his cornerstones. So now you're like questioning all like who else is a host? Who else is? And I thought the the, the cowboy was the the um, Teddy. Te- not Teddy. The guy Teddy's helping or was helping. The man in black. The man in black. William. William. I thought William was gonna end up being. Um, Wait, no. The man in black. Yeah, the man in black. Yeah. I thought he was gonna end up being. Or is going to be uh, the missing friend, uh, which is what's his name, uh, Arnold. But he's not leading me that way, so I don't think he's Arnold. Arnold is someone completely different. Uh, now I have to. Th- I am freaking out. <laughs> so I'm thinking of Robert and Arnold. There's something between them two that I don't think is. Hey, Robert? Are we- who's Robert? Robert which- is is the creator, the other creator, right? Anthony Hopkins. Isn't that Richard? It's Richard or Robert? I think no, it's Robert. It's Robert because he calls the but boy Anthony Robert. Hopkins. First off, Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Can we just talk about how great he is in Holy this show? Holy crap. He's so good in this show. <laughs> like, everyone in this show, Evan Rachel Wood, holy crap, what a queen in this show. She's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But what dragged, what kind of like, not dragged me in, but yeah, kind of made me come into the door of Westworld was when I saw that Anthony Hopkins was in this. Yeah, you're like, it like, must be good. It must be good. I was like, okay. Let's see what you got for me. Yeah, yeah, and it's been good. And there's there's been a few holes that like I'm like, all right, I'll allow it for it to continue, but like it really kind of bugs me, and things like that really bother me. Uh, but uh, yeah, now I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. But for one, um, so so there's a whole side story of of the um, the bar girl. What's her name? Uh, Maeve. Maeve. Right, she's she's going through this phase of self-realization, and she's like getting these two guys to do the the shop body guys to to do everything she's requesting. So one, why is it that they were able to see footage of the other guy fucking the the empty host or the dead host or the quiet ghost or, or whatever it was you know like in, in the back but yet nobody has raised the finger or question as to why these two have spent so much time with Maeve and seeing her like you know what I mean like it's like okay you guys got footage and confronted this guy but all this shit is going down and nobody says anything oh, Amina. Amina. <laughs> I gotta Amina. allow it I gotta allow it so that's one yeah. that's one thing one thing is, yeah, there's cameras. Why has no one seen footage of this? Yeah, they had footage of a guy having having sex with a host in a closet, and they're so they don't they don't have like footage of Maeve with these two guys and recordings. And, and also, when they're like talking to Maeve and when they're like you know with her, they're in a lab. Those labs are made out of glass walls. Glass walls. You can see 
everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. But so that makes you think then. I like that you have your curiosity. It makes you think is someone then allowing this to happen? Yeah, yeah. And it, and I see that they they're, they're like I can see where they're going where the the upper management because they're running this whole espionage thing on their own side. So there's like these three agendas going on at the same time. What are they? Tell me them right so, now. So right now, for, first of all, it's uh, Roberts, uh, the main guy, Anthony Hopkins, has this own narrative that he's inputting into the new world that he's like keeping super secretive and nobody knows exactly what it is. And he's got like this big bulldozer, mulcher, whatever, that he's making this new thing. So we got that going on. We got Maeve going through self-realization of her realizing that she is not human, that she is something else, and, and learning the ins and outs of that. And then we have, um, like, the slip incidents of somebody's figuring something out. Like, they're digging up a story that, that's, like, probably involving all of these. And then you got management, or the board, that wants to get rid of uh, Robert and uh, they have their own little agenda with the, the other writer creator guy so you got like four four paths kind of going now and then you got the man in black searching for the maze and uh, Dolores is um, you don't even know oh man I know it's just like man in black story dude <sighs> I mean he kind of told no he, he told his story of, of how he got there which is still weird and here's my other question that I just brought up it's 40,000 a day how do they charge you? Like, cause they're they're there and staying the night, like all these nights. That just shows you how rich they are. It's holy just it's just shit. like on your tab. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap, these guys are here for three, four nights. I'm going in. I'll see you. I'll see you when I see you. I'll see you when I see you. And here's the second thing. Doesn't it get boring because don't at night they like reset? So like you just get up the next day and do the same thing all over again. Like I think it would get boring, but I guess that's why they, they have so have many different loops. stories. The hosts do have their loops, that's for sure. They have their loops. So like they do wake up and they do the same thing. Oh, like Dolores. Right. Dolores wakes up. She gets out of her bed. She gets ready. She goes to her dad and says, you know, her thing to her dad. And then she goes to go take care of the farm. Goes into town. Gets the groceries. Drops the cream. Teddy picks up the cream meets her and says yeah i told you i'd be back yeah yeah i'm I'm the cowboy i'm teddy i'm here to tell you i'll be back you know i I can't take him serious oh i love him i love him so teddy yeah i think i told you last time because i maybe i told you last time but i can't take him serious because i've seen him in the movie hop which is like this (laughs) kids movie and this is really good for him because i don't think i've ever seen a movie where he acts so well Bro, do you not know he he was also in Hairspray the Musical the movie? Okay, I did not see that. I'm sorry. And he was also in the recent Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I saw that. He did not look great in that. I didn't. I didn't see. Actually, I didn't see the whole movie. I saw like bits and pieces of it. The movie was like not bad. Was it not really? It was great. Honestly, like here's the thing. I say not I mean, bad. Jim Carrey. Like here, the only I'm reason. Saying, no, no. I say not bad because it's not like it's not like a Marvel film. You know what I mean? Okay. But when it comes to making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I think they did a great job, honestly. They, they put Easter eggs that if you are a Sonic fan, are going to make you go, oh, yes, thank you. Okay. You need to watch this movie. Maybe I should watch it then. I saw the yeah. end like fight scene with, uh, with Eggman. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, I was just like, ah, you Is know, for the kids, it's good. Is yeah, it more cheesy? Yeah. But does it have its like funny moments for the adults? Heck yeah. Yeah. 
Which I guess yeah. that's the only route you could go. I mean, it's Sonic, you know? It's, it wasn't like a dead serious game either. No. It's a fun game. game. Just go really fast to the right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just really fast to the right. That's all you did, and just don't fall in the holes. Yeah. Seriously. So, so what do you... So, I guess, what are your thoughts on this show so far, up to this point that I've gotten? Uh, up, up to where you're at? Yeah. Bro, because I'm, I'm up to date with the show. Oh, man. There's two more episodes left in the series, Hope I think they stay. Oh, wow. So that's almost done. So they didn't, I don't know if there's going to be a season four, but I'm at the end. I'm like, uh, there's two more episodes on season three, and that's eight in total. Jeez. Bro, like, you, uh, where you're at right now, Still a lot of figuring out to do, huh? You're at you're, you're at the beginning of the maze, bro. You're you're realizing you're in the maze right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, she's showing you, bro. She's telling you the answers. If you gotta she's listen, though. Me the answers. Maybe she knows. I'm telling you. So, so obviously you have to think about this in terms of life, right? And it's very similar. Uh, you got your loops, pretty much. All you do. Does it make you like question anything? Here's the thing. In my life, I've always hated norm, like not normalcy, but I I hated routine. Right. I don't I, I like a nine like like for me, a nine to five. I did that for a while with Disneyland as a photographer. Yeah. But the nine to five, like over, this doesn't work. That's why I don't know. That's why I take the path of like a, a performer or an actor or whatever. Yeah. Now, but just doing that, it's it's random. My schedule, like, like it's at Disneyland right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, after that, I don't know. Maybe I'll go somewhere else where I'll work for like nine months, and then for three months I don't work. Okay. You know? And I'm like, dope. Let's do that. Like, I'm, I want to get that cruise ship job, dude. Is that what you're aiming for? Oh, dude, that'd be so dope. Like, like right now, I want to get that cruise ship job. I want to get that. Well, Corona, dude, won't let that happen. But <laughs> like. At, like if we're talking post corona dude i want to get that cruise ship job i want to get that you know shanghai disney job tokyo disney job you know what i mean but those are like year contracts man but that's really? like oh yeah but i would love like i told steph before like I, like for me like i want to like work like crazy for like six months like nine months out of the year and then four three four months out of the year i'm just like you know do whatever i want to do there you go see and that was like one of the main drives as to why I wanted to become a teacher. I was like, you mean I get the same schedule as, you know, kids in school, get the summer off, get all the holidays off. All I gotta do is teach something that I already know. I'm like, yeah, why not? So that was like one of the main things. And now with the kids is like that'd be even better because the same time they're off, I'm off. So it'll just work timing. Yeah. So we just gotta get there, man. We just gotta get there. No, we're all gonna stay inside. Everyone's gonna be learning from home. I'm gonna go back land and we're gonna work parades and everyone's gonna look at parades through vr goggles <laughs> that's all they're gonna do i'm gonna be looking at we're all like when, when people are on parade route all people all performers are gonna see is like ipad screens of people's faces going Hi. cameras yeah it's gonna be like wally it it's gonna be like wally bro bro <laughs> dude check this out check this out we bring up something look uh -huh. so, apparently I'm not, I don't even know if I can say the name of this. Oh boy. Check this out. A friend, so there's this thing called, where is it? It's called, okay, it's called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. So my friend, adrenochrome is a certain chemical 
that is produced in the body or more and look people if i don't get this correct sorry i'm paraphrasing what i learned yesterday but anyway adrenochrome producing your body along with like tmt and dmt is something that's producing DMT. your body yeah, you know yeah, that? Yeah. yeah i'm not familiar with it but i mean yes you know that if you can smoke it from like a certain plant, right? Like yes. If you really, it's a hot, it's a crazy hot cycle, cycle of jet, right? It's like a 30 second high, but within Ooh. those 30 seconds, you're, you you're like, in space. you're in space for like 10 years and you have like self-realization, uh, analyzation, all this crazy, like it's, it's shrooms on shrooms. So our bodies produce that naturally, uh-huh. but it's in circumstances that are very particular. One being right before we die. Why before right before I, we die, our brain is flooded with DMT. Huh. Crazy, right? But adrenochrome, also with DMT or whatever, is also is also in your body when you're in, in intense fear or trauma. Okay. So adrenochrome. So what's happening in the conspiracy world? Now we're getting a little black here. <laughs> that there's like certain people. Remember that person I told you on Instagram? Uh-huh, Remember? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. People like that caliber that they're like getting this adrenochrome from children, bro. That there's a huge pedophile and child like slavery, underground like slavery ring going on. And dude, here's, here's the thing that scares me the most. Are you ready? All this stuff. And it kind of, and it also talks about Trump. But do you know what it, you know, do, do you want to know what it says about Trump? Speak, man. It says that Trump is trying to help against that. So Trump is kind of, like, Trump right now is, in this, like, here's the thing. That's, here's the scary, the scary part happened when it started saying that Trump's actually trying to help against this. Trump didn't want to be president or something. And now he's just trying to clean up a mess that he's in the middle of, that he doesn't want to be a part of. And right now, dude, COVID-19 is just a cover up because like all the pedophiles and all these like horrible people. Cause you know, do you know who Jeffrey Epstein is? I've heard of him. I, uh, yeah. Dude, Jeffrey Epstein, he, he had like the orgy island. Okay. I, I did not hear about this. <laughs> this. This is the thing. So Jeffrey Epstein got arrested for pe- like for pedophilia and like for like child trafficking and all this stuff and like the, the island where like he would take a bunch of people, like uh-huh. C- Bill Clinton included, what? like a like a lot of high people. Like what was play- this? Like in the nineties? No, two thousands, bro. Like what? This, check this out, bro. And then Zuckerberg, Z- Facebook Zuckerberg. Uh-huh, There's a picture uh-huh. of him at the island. Oh shit. And at this island, bro, the stuff you did there was like against children. And and that they would take this stuff called adrenochrome, bro, and they would take it from children. Like you take it from their blood and you drink it and it gives you youth. It keeps you strong, bro. But like, here's the thing that freaks me out the most, man. It's when I connected it to Disney. Oh, shit. And I was like, wait. Say it take, so. You take, this, you take this from children and it powers you? sounds like Monsters Incorporated. I was about to say, is this where they got the idea from Monsters Incorporated or what? And, and, and in this documentary, they're talking about like these people, they have to somehow reveal themselves. To do this evil they're doing, they have to reveal themselves in some obvious way and they do it with symbolism. And there's all this crazy symbolism, dude. Uh-huh. Hold up. There's all this crazy symbolism of, uh, of like the pedophiles and stuff and how they show what they uh, who they are and whatnot. So check this out, like pedophile 
So I'm gonna take it that that you're really into uh, what do you call them? Conspiracy theories. I, I'm not, but when they when, when I get like presented with some like information, uh-huh, I just uh-huh. like what is going on. So you do a little research. I do a little research. Yeah. I hear I hear a lot of things, and I've always like even in my along my lifetime, I've heard a lot of like conspiracy theories and all this like Illuminati whatever and it's like every time I look into them like sometimes I find some really convincing things and then sometimes I'm just like this is just a bunch of stretched lines a bunch of like all right, Fair enough. you know and, 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 and check this out and in this and in this documentary they say hey man that's fair but when do when do certain what's the word I'm looking for when do certain coincidences uh-huh. stop being coincidences after the seventh one the 27th one the 90th one right right like yeah. here's like here's the thing like what's changed now like what's different now that hasn't happened in, in ever in the history of, of mankind talking about in, this right now yeah right now yeah well this it, whole quarantine shit no interconnection okay us as people, we're so much more inter- like inter- interconnected, and we can communicate so much more quickly. Right. That that you, people can't hide anything I mean, anymore. This here now. Like if something happens, like if something happens, like in the other side of the world, like okay, like back in the day, like in the '40s, right? They were like, or like before World War II in the '30s or whatever. They're trying back to back to 1917. The reason why these guys had to walk seven miles instead of just phoning it in. Dude, yeah, like, like shit. It was just harder back then yeah. to survive. It was easier to control people. It's easier to easier to take over them. You know what I mean? But now, information's getting out, and now all these little things are coming out. Like, oh, dude, like I don't know. Like, I'm not a conspiracy person per se, but um, it's a little cray cray. Apparently, the pizza, like, pizza's a big thing too. That's a big symbol as well. Oh the storm in the calm for the storm is a conspiracy well, let's see. which kind of sucks because I love pizza so why do we gotta tie that with pedophilia like what the hell man I don't know okay it's important to remember that conspiracy theories like this are expressing the fundamental current cur- currents of a society conspiracy theory and myths never work unless you've got existing material in society to use you have real terrifying revelations that thousands of children were being abused in the catholic church for decades these were in fact terrifying child sex rings organized by the very population that we are most inclined to trust, the priests. Bro, the whole priest thing, that was a conspiracy. Yeah. People were like, no, that can't be true. We can't talk about that. No, no, because you were too scared to talk about it. Right. And all these things I'm telling you now, maybe in your mind, maybe like somewhere you're too scared to think about it because you're like, nah, man, that's too scared to believe. Yeah, yeah, your faith is so strong. You're, you're so brainwashed into thinking that it can't be that it is. Dude, like, let me see. Uh, the International Labor Organization reports that 25% of the world's 40.3 million victims of human trafficking, bro, are children. 25% of 40 million. Whoa. It's children. It's a whole, what, 10 million? Bro, oh my God, things I don't want to say right now. It's in, it's in the documentary, but look. So it, Okay, so it's children, right? And where are they getting them from? They're getting them from orphanages. They're getting them from like shelters, from like third world countries, and and like really high high people are connected to these to these orphanages, to these to these shelters. And they're shoving and money into them. And the, uh, yeah, they're funding them and, and and rounding up all these kids 
But really, it's a cover because they're getting the kids to send them off for trafficking so they can be raped, so they can be used for ritual sacrifices, so they can be, like, abused. Like, it's a thing. Like, it's, it's an appetite for these monsters, bro. Yeah. So what do we do? Like, that's the thing. There's nothing we can do. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's like, what do we do? I was like watching... Uh, well, sorry, one second, one second. I was do watching uh, this thing on Netflix, another documentary called uh, Murder Mountain. I don't know if you've ever seen it or heard about it. Uh, but it takes place up north in California, like uh, uh, Eureka or Humboldt County. And my sister was going to Humboldt. Well, she lives up there now, but she was going to Humboldt University. And so you watch this and it's talking about like all these disappearing lost people and they end up like dead or they never are ended up found. And I'm like, dude, you're living in this. And I'm watching it. And basically with this one, it has to do a lot about the weed because that's they, they grow a lot in that county because of all the mountainous forest it's a great hiding spot and that's what they were saying it's like there's nothing special about the soil there's nothing special about the climate whatever it's just the fact that there's so much unclaimed territory up here and the camp the sheriffs or whatever they can't just they can't keep up with all the space so it's easy hiding spot so there's a lot of underground uh grass farms out there that that are still going and and so what that brings in is a lot of homeless and uh just stray hippies or whatever that just end up going and they're like yeah you know we're gonna do the hippie thing live in a commune and and um and and grow weed and and just live that way and a lot of them end up dead or missing yeah a lot of them like the counties i mean the country's like highest disappearing this like it's them between them and Alaska, I forgot what place in Alaska, but it's it's them. They're the top. And who are, and who are these people? Are they just like like runaways that just go to this place to find? They're runaways. They're students that that they just know the scene Humboldt and they University Humboldt University. And I've been there, and it's a beautiful place. The, the school is beautiful, but then you get into town. My sister was gonna go there. Yo, man, it's kind of scary. But I mean, like I told, yeah, she's going to Sacramento State. <laughs> I heard. Good, good. Congratulations, man. Um, but uh, what is it? Uh, no, you, you and then you see town and you see all these people. Dude, we went to a McDonald's and we asked to use the restroom. They let us into the restroom and there was purple lights. Have you ever seen a bathroom lit in like purple lights? Never. What? So, so I was like, okay, maybe something's wrong with the lighting or whatever. And I get out and I was like, I asked my sister, I was like, why are the lights blue? And she goes, oh, it's because the homeless like to go into the bathrooms and shoot up. So with the blue lights, they can't see their veins. So they're less likely to do it in the bathrooms. I was like, what? What in the world? That's what it's for? Yeah, man. That's crazy. To go to that extent. Yeah. So they can't see their veins. So they don't shoot up. Yeah. So this is the type of people that are just like coming through this town. And like all the restaurants, you'll see them. They got backpacks hippie hair like typical you know and uh yeah they end up someone in in, in the in the thing they show Uh-oh. like people will just pull up in a van it's like hey you guys want a job I'm like yeah and then they just hop on the van and then that's the last you'll ever see of them rather they'll work and then get killed or they'll do something stupid and then that's you get, it you get, know you this world this world you is get, crazy you get yes sir 
what if this is all just part of a system to keep the human population down? Hey, man. Fuck. Just killing all these people to keep our numbers down or just using them for sacrifice? Or maybe just because they're like, you know what? Yeah, there's too many people. This person right here, they've been led here. They were made to go into like, you know, they were made to go to Vietnam and get like CST, be addicted to heroin, and then go to the place in Humboldt and they get killed, put in a van. And they get killed, just following the caravan. She has now put on chapstick all over her face. <laughs> your, your girl put chapstick on her face? All over. Because she doesn't want, want to get dehydrated, bro. She no wrinkles for her forever. <laughs> Here, look, look. Oh, 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 one second. Look, look at this. Miguel's little girl is uh, is taking over, guys. She's taking over the show. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy. It's really crazy to think, and you can't help but wonder what's going on with all that. And um, it's 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 weird though. Once you start figuring out drugs right because it's like first of all how do you even get to that point and it's fairly simple actually like i never even thought about how easy it is to be confronted with drugs or someone that's doing drugs and how easily they are to like offer like and you think like man i mean and, and i've i've tried i think to keep myself around the right crowd and still just like people just pop up and it's just like whoa you know um, I wonder. I wonder if people share because they feel insecure that they're doing it and you're not, and they're asking because they're like, "Hey, if they all do it, then I'll feel less about this." So, I'm I'm sure that could be one one reason. I mean, another reason could be they're just so stuck on it, you know, like they're just so mentally they think it's the best thing in the world. Even yeah, I, just, I learned a rule. I learned a rule from like this flipping uh, from a show. It was uh, it was like, "Hey, my mama said." My mom said, doing drugs for fun is fine, but don't be doing drugs to solve your problems because when the drugs are gone, problems are still there. Yeah, where have I heard that from? I forgot who said that. I think I saw the same thing. Um, was it that? Was, was it, it I don't know. It oh, might have been. It was a movie? No, it was a movie. No, no, no. My memory is jogging. It's actually a movie with Justin Long. Justin Long? Huh. Is that his name, Justin Long? I don't know. I'm bad with him called the best man or something it's like this guy's getting married and his best man you know he's like his best friend is there he's like a he's drunk he's going crazy but like he's he helped him out with the wedding gave him money for the wedding you know it was so he's like it's his best man but the wife isn't too keen on him you know the wife's kind of but the wife has her own things to deal with she's like popping her own like anti like depressants or something and the mom's always on her back huh. it's i don't know i can go off on it right now it's a good movie i love justin i gotta watch it I think but, I've seen it though. I think I've seen it. Yeah, because I remember that. I'm pretty sure because I I remember that saying is that that's the problem with with doing drugs for solving problems because when the drugs are gone, the problems still there. And uh, and I think the movie the uh, back to the movie Joker again. How mental like mental, mental thing? Yeah, like mental illness on top of just life can really get you to go down those roads if you're confronted with it you know even knowing all this stuff and it's stupid uh like for this other project that i'm trying to try to start up for um i've been studying this band and the lead singer spoiler alert if you know it but obviously but the band leader uh had a battle and he lost against heroin and but everybody that i've heard talk about him was like he was so against 
drugs before he got into them. So it's like, for even someone that like willingly, openly says like, nah, like that's not for me, that's not my life, to fall for it, like, I don't know, it's it's crazy. All right, look, 2018, like I said before, man, 2018 was like a rough year for Stephen Brogan, dude. Yeah. So like, I like I, I, I smoked pot and it helped my anxiety and depression, right? But at one point, at like the hardest point of the anxiety and depression, pot wasn't helping because the cannabis then, like my, my tolerance got really high. So the cannabis wasn't doing much for my, for like how I was feeling because I was still feeling how I was feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, just intense. <laughs> yeah, because like what the cannabis is going. Oh, okay, look, like the way I like to I like to see it is that like cannabis versus like say alcohol. Yeah. Al- alcohol will raise your ego up. Right, it'll make you feel like like liquid a man. courage. Yeah, right, liquid courage. It, it it raises the ego. Now, cannabis does the exact opposite. It lowers the ego down. You know what I mean? And so people people told me and like like oh I've had a bad trip with weed. You know, like I don't know, like it was just terrible. I don't do it. Blah blah blah. And then I wonder, and I'm like, oh, did you have a bad trip? Or how were you, you feeling? Or how are you feeling that day? Yeah, like. The weed might have not made you feel bad. The weed might have just brought out what you were really feeling yeah. and not willing to look at. That's 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 my uh, experience with it. And people ask me like I've I've experienced people like smoking for the first time and asking me like you know what do you feel? It's like it's really hard to describe, but however you feel before going into it, your mindset going into it is exactly how it's going to be, but intensified. So if you're paranoid about getting caught or something. You're gonna be paranoid and, and worry yeah. about that and be anxious during it, but if you're relaxed and you're trying to, there, now if edibles, it's a little different because it's psychoactive. So now it's a whole different chemical thing. So, but al- but also with edibles, I forgot what the chemical was. I want to know the name. But when you eat edibles in your gut, a new chemical is made that's uh, way more psychoactive right. than THC. Right. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yes, yeah. That's why I don't really mess with edibles. No, dude, let's do it together. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I'll, I'll do them, but I've just had so many bad trips with them that it's like, I, I just don't like it. Homie, you just my, needed a hug. My you needed a hug. <laughs> no, so so the first time I ever did edibles and was gotten like super crazy. Hey, baby. Um, it was me and Eric again. We, uh, we were still like, I think we were just out of high school. We we're going to go see Revolution, this reggae reggae rock group for like new years or something like that and um and he bought us a brownie and he's like dude the thing says eat a quarter wait an hour eat some more if if needed i'm like all right whatever i'm high school kid i know i know what i'm doing so i I was probably like what 18 yeah also also can we just say right now on this podcast that if you're gonna enjoy cannabis you must be at least 21 but i say 24 because by 24 your frontal cortex has been fully developed <laughs> and the THC will mess with the development of your mind yeah don't do that so that this is just what we're saying on the podcast so we don't get like you know throw some shade because that's what I believe right. I told my sister the same exact thing look up your local govern and uh, figure out what the legal right I mean the legal the legal ages and uh, wait for that but like like Stephen says we recommend to you get and if you if you are somewhere where it is illegal i am sorry for you but anyways so so underage uh he says take a quarter see how it feels i took half and we smoked all this other stuff 
and oh. yeah, like we smoked J's and like bowls before we went, so we packed it up. We get to the concert site and like we're feeling good. We're like, yeah, man, I'm so excited. We're waiting in line, and this is my first concert I think that I'm going with my buddy like alone as adults, right? So it's like I don't know. It, it was it was it was weird. It was just us two, so we're on our own. We're in line and we're like, yeah, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. And we're getting closer and closer to the line and we see security and they're like checking you guys. Now, it was a normal security checkup, but being in the edible, I was like, dude, they're going to know I'm high. They're going to know I'm carrying stuff in my pocket or whatever. Like, I'm going to get found out. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. Are you carrying stuff? I'm carrying stuff. I'm taking stuff into the venue. I'm like sneaking stuff into the venue. Also, don't do that. So I had like something in my sock and I had something in my trousers and like, yeah, dude. And, uh, yeah, you know, you gotta live. And so, so we get to the thing and he takes my hat off and he's like, all right, you're good. I'm like, we're good. We're good. We made it in. We can relax now. We're good. We get there. We're early. There's plenty of space. So we're like, you know what? This is our first show. Let's go head to the front. So we're like right behind, I guess, what would you call orchestra, like the right front VIP section, and then there's like the general admission area, and that was us. And um, so the first band goes up, and it's like this rapper reggae guy, and he's like the Busta Rhymes of reggae, I guess, and he's like busting these songs one after the other after the other, and we're standing there like, when is he gonna stop? When is he gonna breathe? Like, I'm starting to feel like, holy crap. He finishes, and there's a little intermission. And, um, that means over here. Yeah. And um, yeah, I look at my friend. I'm like, dude, I need to use restroom. He's like, yeah, me too. Dude. I can't. Ooh, this is too much. Like that that guy got me exhausted. And so we turn around. The place is now packed. So we turn around to see nothing but eyes looking in our direction and we're like oh shit i was like all right you move and he's like nah <laughs> you go and i was like nah man you go for it like i don't know where the bathrooms are just go like i'll follow you we were fuck. stuck there for like five minutes just staring at each other trying to be like go you go you go and um but yeah i mean it, i've had multiple trips where like it lasts too long and all this stuff so i just i just stick to the greens and to the dabs which oh my god have you ever taken a dab before yeah it's like a joint second it's yeah it's instant high it's like i'm the first time i took it i I was like i told my buddy i was like just give me a little dab he's like nah dude you're gonna go home you're gonna you're gonna go big you're gonna go home like all right fine gave me a big old blob and instantly yeah just instantly as soon as you release it's like you're higher than you've ever been ever before oh sweet one sweet Jesus. and it's like i can't be this high this fast like there's just no way i gotta go home <laughs> i gotta go home so yeah man you lay down and it's like it just doesn't go away you're sweating and it's just like it's so intense it's like holy crap man you're sweating yeah dude i was beating oh, up gosh. yeah it's it's intense, but uh... I have I have two stories. And one story I'm gonna tell you is the people you know. Okay. Like the first time I had a weird edible experience was with 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 Jasmine. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh Eric, Carla. Okay. Jamie. And uh, I'm not gonna say last names, but I just love all these people. But nothing, nothing bad about them. This is my experience after we had edibles, and then Jamie's sister. And uh, and Jamie's sister brought the edibles and it was a cookie, right? And we all just took a bite, again a quarter, right? We were a little, 
here's the thing, I don't really experience anything, so I was a little better than you and your friend. I was like, a quarter? Fine, give me a quarter then. Ha ha ha. Took a quarter, you know, some time passed by. It was a cookie, by the way. Yeah. But time passed by, and we're like, oh, hey, cool, whatever. And then we're like, oh, man, it probably didn't even work. Um, whatever, I guess. That was fun to try, I guess. And all of a sudden, one by one, we started getting on what we called the bus. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, we were, like, getting on the bus, and we're just like, oh, shoot, we're like, oh, I'm there, I'm sitting there. Ooh, the, the high hit me so hard, bro. So this is the first part of the saga. So first I was just, we were all in Jasmine's room. At the, I, what was Jasmine's room? We're all just sitting down there, right? And at one point, it was just, it was Jasmine, me, and then Carla and Eric. And Carla and Eric were just like talking, doing their thing. And then me and Jasmine were talking. But then I got really paranoid and high and then wanted to sober up really quick because I wanted to go home. So then I just stared at the dresser drawer, cap, like at the dresser drawer knob. Okay. And I was just looking at it. And I thought, if I focus hard enough on this little doorknob handle, I will sober up quicker. It didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. So I decided to get up, and then I got out of that room. Getting out of that room felt like forever, but I got out of that room, and outside, Jasmine's sister, Emmeline, was having a party herself. Okay. It was her birthday party. It was a bunch of these 20-something-year-olds, a little younger than me at that time. I was like, oh, my God, I feel so awkward. What the heck? I stand at the corner listening to the music they're playing, which sounds very weird, and I don't know. It sounded like EDM, but with, like, metallic sounds in the background. Very confusing. I don't know. I was very stoned, apparently. But then I made my way to the kitchen, and I was hungry. And I saw that there was a big bowl of steamed rice, bro. So I decided to get a handful and put it in my mouth. You put a handful in your mouth. You stick your hands into the rice. Shut up. But look. <laughs> but also... I'm not I judging. Had, I had gnarly cock mouth, bro. Of course. Yes. And, I just, and I just put sticky, sticky white rice in my mouth. It's like peanut butter. Dude, I, I couldn't <laughs> chew that. I couldn't swallow. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. Oh my I god! I and just spat it out. Oh no! I just spat that out into you the You were that guy. I no one. I hope no one noticed. I was too high. Everybody noticed. Everybody but I was noticed. Like, I like that. And then I sat down on the couch. I made my way over to the couch. I sat down, and one of one of Jasmine's sister's friends, uh, one of her friends, come comes over and sits next to me and he's, and he's looking at his phone and bro my, my, my homie here he was he was on something next level of whatever I ate really because he was on his phone and he was listening to this weird music that sounded like a like a hammer hitting a metal sheath it was very very like dis disorienting and he was looking at these colors and the ge geometrical shapes and whatnot oh. that they were just coming in and out and and I was like what are you doing and he said I'm trying to find the hidden pattern in it. I saw it before and I'm trying to find it. There's something in here. I'm trying to find and I was like, whoa. I was like, what the hell is going on? Oh, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and then I, I bolted. No, shoot. No, then then we then Eric got out of the room. Eric got out of the room, he got outside, and we trapped him outside. We wouldn't let him back inside. When, <laughs> I, after that, I, I, I go black, but then I drove home. I did drive home, but driving home was terrifying. Because here's the thing though, when you're stoned and you're driving, you're much more careful. Much more careful, I must say. Much because like, you're, like, like when you're drunk, like I forgot what comedian it no, was, but- Don't ever. <laughs> like, like yeah, when you're drunk, it's like, 
you want to do the dumbest things, you're like, whatever, yeah, I can drive, I'm fine. Yeah. No. At least when you're stoned, you're like, okay, I'm stoned. I need to be very careful right now. I don't, I don't think I should drive right now, but I have to go home. I'll go extra slow. Dude. I'll be extra cautious. Yeah, absolutely, when, man. When I'm stoned and I drive, my biggest fear is that I'm driving too slow. Me too! <laughs> I'm like, alright, that's too obvious. And then I look and I'm like, ah, oh, I'm going the speed limit. <laughs> I get so surprised when I'm going the speed limit! Yep. And like, I've been cruising for like 10 minutes, bro. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. Come on, move it. So driving home was terrifying this night, though, because driving home, the fog set in. Oh. It was at night. Oh. I felt like I was in a horror film. I hate that. I hate that. Thank God I got home. Thank God I got home. I hate horror films. Good Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. What, were, what were we talking about? Uh, getting stoned. Jesus. The edibles. Yeah. I had a second story. I forgot have you, the second have you, Since we're down this path, have you, have you done shrooms? No. Would you? I want to. I'm curious. Yeah, because that's like, I hear it's a clean high. Yeah. Once again, it's one of those things, however your mindset is out, is how you'll be in quite intensified. But see, there was this guy, this shroomologist, this mushroom scientist dude who was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah. And it brought to light for me that it's, it's like if you want shrooms, just like weed, different strains of a mushroom, holy poop, different things, man. You I must be... imagine, yeah, I would think so. Dude, but like, okay, certain mushrooms though, man, okay, this is the crazy part, certain mushrooms have very potent, um, their psychedelic properties are so intense that they may be related to certain biblical, I don't know, like, I don't know, First off, historically and like Christian and like Catholicism, mushrooms are a thing. Really? Mushrooms are, are related. Like in Christmas, if you look at old school Christmas pictures, there's like mushrooms in them. Like, hold up, mushroom, mushrooms. Like mushrooms in Christianity, it's like a, like I, I, the sacred mushroom in the cross, bro. Let's see, let's see. The book relates the development of language to the development of myths, religions, and cultic practices in world cultures. Uh, Allegro argues through uh, etymology that the roots of Christianity and many other religions lay in fertility cults, and that cult practices such as ingesting visionary plants to perceive the mind of God persisted into the early Christian era and to some uh, unspecified extent into the 13th century with recurrences in the 18th century and mid-20th century as he interprets the fresco blah blah blah. But anyways, yeah, dude, like, perfect timing. (laughs) Like, bro, mushrooms, like certain mushrooms are like connected to like, yeah, Christianity and whatnot. But so yeah, so certain mushrooms will give you a, a great high, yeah, and certain mushrooms will give you a, a less great high. You know, it just depends what you want. Right, right. And I want to get like a nice tea, and also I want to try micro dosing. I've made I've made a tea. I, that was the first time I tried it. it was through a tea. I w- I'm interested in doing micro dosing as well just to see how that goes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really cool, different, envisioning like enlightening experience i think it was uh 
Joe Rogan was talking about that because I go, I want to say this, but I want to be like, oh, it's my thought. I got from Joe Rogan. Like, he said this, but like, you're talking about like your eyes, right? Like, what are your eyes? But like, this organic, like, chemically triggered tool that sees, makes your mind see things so you can interpret them, right? Right. Like, what if shrooms is just like another chemical that you just add to this chemical compound that is your fucking body? Because we just are, you know, chemical reactions just happening constantly. Right. 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 We're machines. So you add this extra little variable to the machine, like it's going to access things, you know, yeah. tweak what you see. Like, who's to say whatever you felt and saw during, you know, your, your, uh, your, your nice trip? Like you just saw like the next level that we can't see with our normal glasses. Yeah, yeah you know? most definitely. It was, it was, I can absolutely say that in it, you were able to see things. And I'm not saying visually, like you were able to f- feel and be separate. It's almost like one of those dreams. What do they call them? Like when you see yourself sleeping, lucid. lucid. It's like lucid dreaming. So you get, I was able to get to a place where like, I was able to, you, you know, when you meditate, I don't know if you've ever tried meditating, but I've tried to meditate and I can't, like, I can't sit and meditate. I can sit quietly and like focus on my breathing. But this was the first time I was able to truly say I was able to meditate and separate myself from my body and all the like thoughts. And like, I, I heard silence for the very first time ever. But what was that for you? What is that? What is that? What does that actually mean to you? Like when you meditated, when you finally meditated with the shrooms, what was it that you found, that you felt? Uh, selfness. Because, uh, cause again, life is like, you get into these loops, you get into these busy things where it's like all the time you're doing all these things. And it was like for one second, well not even one second, it was like a good minute or whatever. But you were able to like just pause everything, kind of look at everything you got going. Like something like out of a dream where like you really wanted to like get yourself together kind of thing. I was able to separate everything and like analyze, all right, this is what's going on here. This kind of need to focus here. Like, and you start having conversation with yourself calmly and, and without a place to go. It was really intense and pretty cool. And I wish it's like you were talking to your ego, bro. It's like, like I was talking to my ego. Conversation with your ego. Yes. Yes. It was. What I like to think about when I think about like using certain, uh, certain, uh, certain psychedelics like that, like, like even like, even like, you know, like cannabis and whatnot. Oh, crap, lost my chin of thought on this one. Shoot, I had a good one on this one too. Oh, uh, dude, cannabis, another side effect. <laughs> Can't deny it. Can't deny it. Um, anyways, man, I love that though, man. I love that you're able to like separate from self and you're able to to talk to yourself and really yeah. be, oh, here's my thought. Like when you get to those experiences that you have right there, it's cool because, are you familiar with Goku from Dragon Ball Z? Of course I'm familiar with Goku. Like, so you're familiar with like the Saiyans, right? And like how they work as a species. For like the most you, part. If like if like a Saiyan gets beat up in a fight, it, it'll come back stronger. Stronger, right? It heals stronger. Yeah. So I like to think of like of like whenever we have these very introspective trips because of these psychedelics, I like to see it as like your hyperbolic training time. Yeah, yeah. And even if it's scary, even if it's a bad trip, even if it gets to a point where, even if it gets to a point where like you're feeling scared or sad or, or you're depressed and you're facing certain, you know, depressing ideas or anxious ideas. Yeah. You get, once you get past it with these psychedelics and you get to that peaceful place you're talking about, you you're 
like a day and afterwards is when you're de- off the psychedelic and then you come towards that depression again. That next day was amazing. You can face it in a better way now. Yeah. I felt so rested the following day after, like, because it's, it's, it's exhausting actually taking a trip, like, the whole first day. And then the next day, you know, you wake up and I'm just like... So this was a 24... How long was this? The, trip, last? the full trip of, like, the visuals lasting, I think you could say was, like, six to eight hours uh, from, oh. from the point that you ingest to when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Kind of, you know, like I can sit down and now I'm, I'm relaxed. Six to eight hours, and that was I did a, a decent dose. I think it was like an eighth. Um, what would you do? Uh, so I did it with my friend, and we did it at his house. And he just put on—he's a very intellectual dude as well. So he's got like more so than me. And I was talking t- towards you, but like he's really smart. And he reads a lot of books, and like he put on uh this what do you call it like when people talk to themselves a monologue like a monologue of this really smart professor that was talking about thought and life and god and once you can separate yourself from thought so that i think also kind of uh primed me to think that way as well but like yeah it was it was uh i love that idea yeah i think i that that idea resonates uh, I think it came from a, wrote a book I read from Russell Brand, I think. Okay. No, I think it was Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. But freaking like, yeah, yeah like yeah. we get we get trapped in those cycles of of letting of letting ourselves get of letting ourselves identified by a thought we're having. Exactly, exactly. So now this guy was talking about remembering and grasping onto the idea that the thought is created by you that the thought is not just something that's driving you is that you are the thought and when you're able to get that like that that idea it's it's going to be eye-opening and and some of the things that i've like already come to like think i believe religiously if you will came to life with that too because he's like you don't ask a flower why the flower is like it just it is and you can break it down to an organism to uh, a cell to a system to whatever but it's all part of this one big old thing and he describes it more more openly but and he's like the idea that that god didn't just turn it on it was god made all of it to fit in the way that it is so it's built this way it's not just god came and made the earth like it was it's all a big old plan created that way and it's all unity it's all i don't know now i'm going down my hippie life but what if the idea of god is just created within the system that just is and that's kind of where it was heading where it's like you could say god made it also but the the idea of god is something else different bro there is this Another person that was on Joe Rogan's podcast, man, yeah. talking about the idea of religion and spirituality being a being something that was a product of evolution for survival within us. Absolutely, absolutely. Because at a certain point, we needed to believe that there was something bigger than us. Yeah. To keep going. I wrote I wrote a paper in at CSUN when I was in my religious class. That was another favorite class I took, by the way. Uh, my religious class. And 
and I kind of went around the same thing where all these things have been created to make people behave a certain way and we even do it to this day I go think about the Easter Bunny or said Santa Claus you know like he doesn't exist but we create him to tell the kids you need to behave and be, be proper good. Santa will give you presents be good so Santa will give you presents so fear to get the reward or, or put him in check so who's to say that Catholicism, God, Jesus, all this stuff, and all, all these other things haven't just been made to make the people act the way that they want them to act. Question is, do we need that anymore? We in our society? You see, and, and that's the thing. Maybe some people do. Maybe some is people just technology our new God? I don't know about that. It's it's definitely a tool. I don't know how it would be considered as a god. Once it becomes once once it becomes uh codependent once we become codependent of it truly codependent i of think it. we are at this point i mean not well, not fully but it, i think we're i mean think about part. it dude think about this covid19 thing what if our power went out bro yeah yeah what are what are our backups for that we were kind of blindsided with this covid19 thing and nothing truly terrible terrible like catastrophic happened no like plants went down no power went out yeah we're, we're very lucky in, in the sense of all the essential, truly essential amenities have been, you know, there's no, no, nothing going on with it. So, but the, no, yeah, definitely. I mean, what would we do if we didn't have our phones or we definitely wouldn't be doing this? And then we, we would truly be secluded to. Like, like our, could, could this just be us doing what we can to survive? Ah, maybe this is our fix. We just each other just so we can like feel like we're sane, bro. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh I, man I kind of want to end it on that note Let's my, do it. Studio, my studio's about to die I hear you I hear you that damn Jamie have, I think we might have like an hour and ten I think we have more than that yeah we got we got a whole hour twenty plus the last twenty minutes that we did so we got we got good to pick from oh man well hey man well hey signing off then yes sir always a pleasure Mr. Rogan oh man good times we shall talk soon Dude, uh, let me know uh, if you can um, send me the recording, please. Yes, sir. I, I, I want to check yours out. I want to see how that sounds. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take care of a few things, and then I'll, I'll play with this thing. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. See you, dude. Bye.